Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? In this video, I'm going to be going through some of my top waiver wire targets going into week 13 of the NFL season. So I'm going to be breaking down five players at each position. These aren't going to be in any specific order, you know, just because certain fantasy teams are going to have different needs. You know, maybe you need a guy with a super high ceiling or you want a player who's a little bit more safe. So just kind of five players to keep your eyes on. And then these are going to be players who are owned in 50% or fewer leagues. And I'm going to be using ESPN fantasy football to get those ownership percentages. But let's jump into the first position and it is going to be the running backs. And I'm going to start it off with Chuba Hubbard owned in 33.8% of leagues. Right now, Christian McCaffrey is dealing with an ankle injury. So he played the whole first half. And then I believe he went out for the third quarter, played one snap, and then they basically just sat him for the rest of the game. And then he was spotted, you know, wearing some kind of boot after. It's not believed to be super serious. And the Panthers do have a week 13 bye. But, you know, when you're looking at the waiver wire at this point in the season, there are not going to be players on here that you really trust to just throw into your starting lineup. If CMC misses any time, you could totally just chuck Chuba Hubbard in there as like a solid RB2 option. So definitely someone that you should be looking to pick up. And you may actually have an advantage here because when a lot of people go to pick up players off the waiver wire, you know, you're looking at the projections, but luckily Chuba Hubbard actually is a buy in week 13. So he's likely not going to be one of those top players, you know, listed on the waivers. So people may not notice that he's on there and you can snag him potentially easier. The next guy is also a handcuff and it is Alexander Madison owned in 33.6% of leagues. We actually found out that Delvin Cook dislocated his shoulder. And so we'll be getting more info today. But if Cook misses any time, I mean, Alexander Madison is a fringe RB1 play for every week that Cook is out. So also a must own if you need a running back, really a must pick up in almost every single league. Then we kind of start to fall off here with Alex Collins owned in 44.9% of leagues. He's going to play tonight. So, you know, we'll see what we get out of him. He has logged double-digit carries in seven straight games. So he's someone who may not have that huge ceiling because he's not involved in the receiving game. But if this Seattle offense can pick it up a little bit, he may, you know, have some touchdown upside. And they obviously want to get him the ball consistently. So someone to keep your eye on. Then we've got Boston Scott owned in 17.3% of leagues. He actually led the team in carries here in week 12. But that was partially due to Sanders you know, missing a portion of time with an ankle injury. He did come back in, so it looks like he's going to be fine. This Eagles backfield is clearly a committee, but we did actually see Boston Scott get a goal line carry. Didn't know how that was going to shake out with Jordan Howard injured with that knee. If Howard continues to miss time with that knee injury, then I do think Boston Scott has like flexed potential in deeper leagues. You know, you probably don't want to start him in like your 12-team leagues, but maybe you're desperate in like a 14 16 team, you could toss him in there and it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. And then the final running back here is Jamal Williams, owned in 46.1% of leagues. And this is really just all dependent on DeAndre Swift's injury. He's currently listed as day-to-day with a shoulder sprain. We don't know how that's going to play out. You know, he could be back at practice, you know, the first day of the week and he's totally fine. Maybe it lingers. He misses a week or two. If Swift is out, Jamal Williams is a totally startable option especially because he would likely take over almost all of Swift's receiving work. Now let's move over to the wide receiver position, and I'm going to start it off with Van Jefferson, owned in 42.3% of leagues. 
He's actually been targeted six plus times in each of the last five games. And he's actually seen a bigger role than he did early in the season. You know, a lot of people thought with Odell Beckham signing, you know, Van Jefferson was just totally done for fantasy football. But then we see Robert Woods go down and now Jefferson basically has the same role. The difference here is that, you know, Matthew Stafford and OBJ aren't 100% on the same page yet. Odell Beckham has not had the same production that we saw from Robert Woods. So it may actually lead to a bigger role for Van Jefferson. And it's definitely an interesting pickup option. He's definitely a guy who has the big playability and can put together some splash weeks for you in your lineups. The next guy, Rashad Bateman, owned in 45.6% of leagues. He really hasn't done much two weeks in a row. But personally, I still believe in the talent. And a lot of these other wide receivers, they don't really have the potential to, you know, to ascend throughout the rest of the season. I do think Rashad Bateman has that potential. The last two weeks have really just kind of been a weird sample size. You know, last week, he's dealing with a backup quarterback. The offense is basically non-existent. Then this week, Lamar goes out, throws for four interceptions, you know, barely gets over 150 passing yards. So not super representative of what their offense normally looks like. I do think he could start to break out towards the end of the season. Next player is a Russell Gage, owned in 18.6% of leagues. And this definitely feels like a trap because like right when you want to start Russell Gage in your lineup or have him on your team, he goes out and does absolutely nothing. But he did put up 18.2 PPR points on Sunday. I think he's kind of a guy you can only trust in favorable matchups. And this team does play the Buccaneers next week. So that's a defense that you're definitely able to pass the ball on. So if you're super desperate, he's not going to be the worst guy to throw into your lineup, but definitely just have some caution there. We've got Marquez Valdez-Scantling next, owned in just over 10% of leagues, and he has actually seen 19 targets in his last 10 games, which is great, especially for someone who's you know normally considered to be just a deep threat. And what's crazy is that he's getting all those targets, but they're almost all you know way down the field. So he definitely has a very high ceiling with that big playability. And if he can kind of keep this volume going, obviously I'm not going to be expecting him to average like nine and a half targets rest of season. But I mean, if he can be in that like six to eight range, I think he could totally be a viable fantasy play. And then the final wide receiver, Kendrick Bourne, owned in 15.2% of leagues. He's another guy who has that big playability. He's had three games this season of 20 plus points, and he's currently averaging 12.1 points per game. This Patriots offense continues to improve. So someone who also could be fantasy relevant moving forward. Now we are on to the quarterbacks. And I'm going to start it off here with Carson Wentz, owned in 44.3% of leagues. Just a fair warning here, the quarterback selection on waivers is just not good when you're looking at players, you know, owned in 50% or fewer leagues. But we are going here with Carson Wentz, someone who's a solid play in favorable matchups. He's not going to do well in games where they go ahead early, because then you're just going to see Jonathan Taylor dominate. Obviously, it's a little bit tough to kind of predict that because we thought the Bills defense was really good, you know, had a solid run defense, then Taylor goes out and shreds them. So there is some risk there, but still, I think someone who's a fairly safe option. Next player is going to be Taylor Heineke, owned in 21.1% of leagues. He plays tonight against the Seahawks, so we'll see how he does. But I do think he has a fairly high ceiling for a waiver wire quarterback. You know, a lot of the QBs you're going to find on the waivers, the team doesn't really trust them to go out and sling it. Heineke is someone who can do that. He's actually logged 20 plus points in five out of 10 games. So not terrible there. 
Then we've got Tua, owned in 45.5% of leagues, and he's honestly been playing fairly well as of late. You know, the touchdowns just haven't been there, so he hasn't had some super nice fantasy performances, but not the worst fill-in option. You know, if you have your quarterback on bye week, then we have a Matt Ryan, owned in 36.8% of leagues, and there's really no other way to put it. He has been absolutely terrible the last three weeks, but I do think he could be playable in favorable passing matchups. I talked about this with Russell Gage. I mean, he has some potential to be a guy you could plug into your lineup against the Bucks in week 13. If you look back to their first meeting, I mean, he did not play well. I'm pretty sure he threw like three interceptions, but it still ended up leading to a fairly successful fantasy day because they were behind early. They couldn't really run the ball and they just had to sling it with Matt Ryan, even if it wasn't super effective, but you're still gonna log touchdowns and passing yards that way. So just kind of a guy where you have to monitor those matchups. And then the final quarterback is going to be Mac Jones, owned in exactly 20% of leagues. He's just kind of a safe option to plug into your lineup. He doesn't have much of a ceiling, but he's not someone who's going to tank your lineup as a whole. Now let's go to the tight ends. And honestly, I could only find three tight ends that I even wanted to consider adding into my lineup. And I'm gonna start it off with Cole Komet, owned in 13.2% of leagues. He actually saw 11 targets in week 11, which is encouraging for a waiver wire tight end. And I do think he's startable in deeper leagues if Allen Robinson continues to be out. Because when you look at this Bears offense, without Allen Robinson, your top two targets are basically Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet. So just something to keep an eye on if you do kind of need one of these waiver wire tight ends. Then we've got Tyler Conklin, owned in just under 40% of leagues. He's had two straight not-so-hot weeks, but he's still averaging nine points per game. So he's always going to be one of these kind of fringe guys who's probably, you know, on and off the waivers. And, you know, you just never know if you can trust him in your lineup. But once again, if you have someone on buy, you know, he's not the worst guy to plug in there. And then the final and third tight end is going to be Gerald Everett, owned in under 5% of leagues. And he is going to be playing tonight. He's seen 12 targets in the last two weeks, and actually Pete Carroll came out and talked about them needing to get Gerald Everett more touches because he's so physical after the catch. Obviously a great sign when the coach goes out and wants to get you the ball more. Great for real life, great for fantasy, and if the Seahawks offense can pick it up a little bit and he has kind of a new role in this offense, he could be a potentially startable tight end down the road. And now we have the final position, we're going to go through some defenses. I believe I only have four on here just because there's not a ton of great streaming options, but the first one is very solid and it is the Vikings owned in 14.5% of leagues. They're traveling to Detroit to take on the Lions. Basically, you feel comfortable starting whatever defense is going up against the Lions because that offense is absolutely abysmal. The next team is going to be the Chiefs owned in 7.2% of leagues. They're facing off against the Broncos. Obviously not a great defense. They've actually been fairly solid for fantasy the last three weeks. Plus overall, I just don't have a ton of faith in this Broncos offense. Then we've got the Raiders owned in just over 10% of leagues facing off against the Washington football team. Once again, you know, not a spectacular defense, but going up against an offense that can be very inconsistent. And then the fourth and final defense, the New York Giants owned in 2.6% of leagues going up against the Dolphins. Dolphins definitely have looked improved as of late, but I still don't think they're anywhere close to being like an offensive powerhouse. 
and the Giants have had some success with their defense. We saw them absolutely shut down the Eagles. So we'll see if they can continue that momentum into the Dolphins game. But that is going to wrap it up for my waiver wire targets. If you guys enjoyed this video, do me a huge favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. Really helps support me a lot and I would really appreciate it. But that's all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for stopping by and I'll see you next time.